Hey, can we all stand up? I want to welcome all our campuses. Everyone say City Heights. City Heights. Say San Isidro. San Isidro. Say San Marcos. San Marcos. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Uh, microsites. And everybody watching online, let's give all those people out there a big hand. God bless y'all. Um, uh, before I started this church, I was a youth pastor and then a Sunday night teaching pastor at Horizon Christian Fellowship. And there was a school there, Horizon School, Christian School, uh, my kids went to. And um, Laura Engelberg was a principal there. But before that, she was a friend of our family. It's been for probably 30 years. Um, and if you know her, um, she had a heart attack yesterday and is in a medically induced coma. And uh, they're going to take her out of the coma today, so uh, tomorrow. So I just wanted to pray for her. Uh, she's a very dear friend of our family and many, many people throughout our church community. And so uh, just please join me in prayer that God would uh, bring her out of that coma tomorrow and she would be 100% recovered. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for prayer and healing. And Lord, I pray even right now she would sense your presence that she will be having an awesome supernatural experience in heaven. And that when she comes back, she would have a lot to tell us, to teach us, to, to encourage us with. Pray for her family, her husband Dick, and all her um, kids and grandkids and relatives. We pray you bless and encourage them and draw all of them close to you. Uh, Lord, she has impacted so many people, so many people in an incredible way. She has given of her life to so many kids, and I just pray that you um, bless her right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, look at the person next to you and say, uh, if you're having a bad day, you're in the right place. Amen. If you have a Bible, get your Bible out. Get your Bible out. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. Turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 16. 2 Chronicles chapter 16. 2 Chronicles 16. Chronicles, Old Testament, not Corinthians. In 1982, I was drafted by the Los Angeles Rams, and NFL teams have what they call training camp, which is about six weeks, five weeks long, where people try out. There's about 100 guys or so go to training camp. They all sign contracts, and about half of them get released, cut, fired, and the contract is voided. And so it's literally tryouts, and every year you don't know what's going to happen. But before training camp, it, which happens in July, in May, right after the draft, they have minicamp. Minicamp is four days or so, and usually they have a couple days with rookies and new people. And then the veterans come in, push all the rookies aside, and then they have two days with everybody. And so when I was a rookie at the Rams, I was drafted. And after minicamp was over four days, I, there was a guy that I had become friends with through the summer from working out up in L.A., real good athlete. And I remember us sitting at a table having lunch right after the last practice, and he was kind of dazing off into space. And I remember him saying, 
I can do this. I'm going to make this team. And uh, neither one of us made a team. <laughs> but it really had nothing to do with, it had nothing to do with whether he was good or not, good enough because he was. Just, you know, they can only keep it so many. But I remember when he was sitting there kind of gazing off into space, um, through those four days of practice, he realized that his talent was at the level of all the other guys that were trying out for the team and that he could actually play at that level, which he could. When you walk with God, God reveals himself to you over time. Your faith and your ability to see and hear God and understand God evolves. Evolve is not a bad word, okay? It evolves. It grows. It's like an onion being peeled back. And the more you walk with God, the more faithfully you pray with God, little by little at your own pace, his own pace for you, he is going to reveal to you that he has really called you. He has really wants to bless you and he really will answer your prayers and you really can hear his voice and you really can walk in power. And day by day you are going to learn that if you faithfully do it. We started this series dialed in uh, two Sundays ago. And it's all about praying means dialing into the conversation that God is already having. And so we've been trying to encourage you to pray with us every single day so you can learn how to walk with God. I have been learning how to pray through this process. One of the dangers of coming to church and being a church person, you should come to church. You should come to church every week. You should come with your Bible and your pen. You should be here early, ready to worship. But one of the dangers is that you get into church mode where you say, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to be my church person. And I'm going to look like I got everything going on. Praise the Lord. Everything's, everything's together. I have no problems. And I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't get dressed up, brush your teeth and do your hair and come to church. However, you want to come to church being very transparent with at least God, God, I have an issue. Can you help me with it? One of the dangers of being a pastor, and I don't, I don't know that I've ever had this danger, but I know a lot of pastors who will say, I'm going to come up to the stage and I'm going to present to you perfection. I'm not trying to present, pre present to you perfection. I got junk. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons I repeatedly talk about my junk is to let you know I'm on the journey with you. And I'm learning how to pray through this series with you at the pace that God has me on. So I want to challenge you as we go through these sermons that you don't kind of come to church, don't come to church, get in the program and miss pieces of it and not really take. God really wants to do something in your life. And God really wants to perform miracles through your life and in your life. But you have to walk with him day by day. And so what we're going to do in the next few minutes is review what we've been talking about so you can start, if you haven't started already, Get clarity on how we want to walk day by day because we're going to practice today what we talked about last week. So first, let's look at what we talked about in the, in the, in the, in the past weeks. Number one, prayer, it, dialed in prayer is joining the conversation that's already taken place in the spiritual world. We talked about God doing things in the spiritual world. He's already having conversations. The devil, uh, the Holy Spirit's having conversations with the Father. The Father's having conversations with Jesus. The devil's having conversations about you, which we're going to talk about today. The angels are worshiping in heaven 24-7 saying, holy, holy, holy. And so we come and worship for our 20 minutes. They're saying, where you been? I mean, we've been here since eons ago. So we're joining in what's already happening. We're not, we're not initiating something in the heavens. We're just joining in. Okay, we're initiating our participation. Are y'all following me? Okay, let's put up on the screen some of the things we talked about. One, as your prayer time that I encourage you to have every day. Write down your desired discipline. It's right in your notes, right in front of you, in your hand. If you don't have it, get it out. It's right in your notes. Your desired discipline to establish. What do you want to change in your life? Why are you praying? What do you want? 
Okay, write that down. Think about it. I want to pray every day. I want to read the Bible. I want to read through the whole Bible. Three chapters a day, 15, 20 minutes a day. You read the whole Bible in one year, three chapters a day. What stronghold do you want to break? What wrong, self-destructive thinking pattern do you want to break? Where's the, where's the place you are going to pray? This is my place. This is going to be up here, some form of this is going to be up here every week. Uh, and, and this is a, uh, obviously a model of a place. Where, what chair are you going to sit on? What rug are you going to kneel down? What room are you going to walk in where you're going to pray? Write it down in that thing. This is where I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to have a second chair if you can. That's where God's going to sit. So you know he's waiting for your appointment because the next time, next thing on the list is what time of the day you're going to pray. Well, my day is busy. Well, make time. This is the most important thing you can do. I promise you, promise you, promise you, if you start starting your day with God on a consistent basis, the trajectory of your drama will change. You will have a lot more clear thinking throughout the day. You will have a lot more blessings, and you won't know that until you do it, but it's going to happen. And you have your chair, your Bible, your pen, your notebook, and um, uh, your place where God's going to sit so you symbolically know he is there waiting for you even though he's everywhere. Also, the length of time you're going to pray. How long are you going to spend with God? If you follow us through this series, that's going to go up till April 29th, past Easter. You will have ammunition and instruction on how you can pray for one, two hours, no sweat. And I promise you, and it's not Miles' promise, it's the word of God's promise. The more time you spend with God, the more intimate you're going to have a relationship you're going to have with him, the more powerful your relationship's going to have with him, the more miracles you're going to have in your life. It is that simple. If you go to the gym and spend five minutes in the gym, I know they got these little workouts, 10 minutes a day. That ain't going to do but 10 minutes of work. Please, come on, brother. You want results, you got to spend time. You see those bodybuilders on TV, they get ripped up, six-pack, bam, 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 bam. They don't do that by 10 minutes, I'm telling you. Sorry. Spend time, spend time, give yourself a lead, give yourself a half hour. By the way, give yourself a half an hour and sit there and just listen. Just sit in the presence of God. I do that all the time. I say, God, I just want to sit here. And I just tell him, I'm in your presence, I'm in your presence, speak to me. I'm in your presence, speak to me. You know how much work it is to, to shut down this brain? That's work, baby. Next thing is uh, three people that you are, three people that you're going to invite to Easter. You need to start thinking about who you're inviting to Easter now. Start praying for them now. Start praying for them now and see what God does in their life. You can even say this, God, God, I'm going to test you. God says, bring it, baby. You feel froggy, jump. I'm here. You say, I'm going to test you. I'm going to start praying for these people every day, and I'm going to see what you're going to do. Okay, you think that's hard for God? Come on, brother. As we say when I was growing up, Negro, please, come on, stop. <laughs> Don't trip. Just let's keep going. And, and, and what's, not on your, what's not on your list is an accountability partner. Find someone in your life that you can hold accountable. They can hold you accountable. What does that mean? Pastor Sergio Delamora in here in Cornerstone in the National City, he's my accountability partner. And all we do, we just text each other. We have a covenant about praying a certain time, whatever. And whenever time during the day when we fulfill what we agreed to, we just send a thumbs up to each other. Text, that's it. That's it. Every day. And I know his thumb's coming. I'm trying to beat his thumb. And I'm like, look, if I, I know if my day's going, I'm, I, I can't come to the end of the day and say, oh, I'll just pray tomorrow. Because I know Sergio's praying. That's my accountability. That's my accountability. Well, you should do it not because someone else is doing it. Hey, listen, I need all the help I can get, fool, okay? I'm saying, so you can get all the help you can. Are y'all following me? Are y'all following me? Oh, so fill that out. Fill that out. Don't do it right now, but think about it. Okay, number one in your notes. Or next one. Prayer is join the conversation by doing three things. Declaring. Write this down in your notes. <clears throat> Bring a pen next time. Borrow, borrow from the person next to you. They should, they should lend it to you. 
if they don't, just pray for them. <laughs> Dear God, I don't know what they got attitude for. <laughs> Declaring, listening, and asking. Declaring, listening, and asking. If there's anything you learn in this, in this whole series, learn these three things. And of these three things, the most important one is the first one. Declare. Declare. Here's what declaring is. Saying the truth about what is already happening. Watch this. Dear God, I don't know if you're going to, I'm going to be able to pay my rent. I don't know how I'm going to get a girlfriend. I don't know if I'm going to get a job. I don't know if I'm going to live past tomorrow. I'm going to be homeless. Or, <clears throat> dear God, I'm your son. You love me. You got plans for my life. You're going to always take care of me. You always have taken care of me. You are opening doors right now that I don't even know about. You got people praying for me I don't know about. Dear God, I don't know what's going to happen. Everybody's always against me. I'm always the underdog. No, God, if you're for me and anybody, everybody can be against me and I still win. Even the devil can't beat me down because I already have victory. So you got to choose what you're going to declare. Are you following me? Declare. I'm going to say declare. Say declare. So when you're walking out of this church, when you're driving home, when you're standing at the bus stop, when you're on the trolley, whatever you're doing, sitting at work, daydreaming when you're supposed to be working, but you're daydreaming about your food, which you go cook home, start declaring, renewing your mind about what is already true. You don't got to make it up. Just say what's already right. Are you following me? Say declare. Yes. Say listen. Yes. Say ask. Yes. Okay, so let's do it. We're going to look at three things we're going to declare. And by the way, what you're declaring is what is already true. You're not informing God anything he doesn't know. You're dialing in your brain to what is already true, your thoughts into what is already true. So we're going to look at three things that are already true. And we're going to declare, we're going to listen, and we're going to ask according to what is already true. And if you can learn how to pray like that, you can pray about anything according to what's already true. So you're not informing God. It's not like God's going, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, snap, Jesus, did you know that? We got we to help this guy. No, no, no. God's like, I'm already ahead of you. I want you to ask. I want you to ask me according to what I'm already doing. Okay, let's look at, look, at, look at your notes. Number two in your notes, it says, join God in his search for faithful men and women. Join God in his search for faithful men and women. Second Chronicles 16.9, it says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and afro throughout the earth. It's going to give you a visual woe. The eyes of the Lord run to and afro throughout the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal. Okay, now, let's think about this. The Bible's telling us that God is doing this. Where can I find somebody loyal? I'm looking. Man, if I could find somebody that's loyal, I will, be, I will express my power through them. I'm looking for, some, for somebody who's loyal. Oh, Abraham. I got Abraham. Abraham, can you leave your land and go to a place I will show you? I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for somebody. The Jews are in slavery and they're crying out to me, Moses, Moses, will you go down and deliver the people from, from slavery? I'm looking, I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I'm looking around. Jacob, Jacob, I'm going to change your chains of Israel. And, and, you're, and you're going to have 12 tribes. You're going to be the, 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 uh, the, my, my chosen people. And he's looking around, looking around. Esther, Esther, I need you to do something. So the Bible says that God is already looking. Say God is looking. So, so now what we're going to do is we're going to hitch on to that. Right? We don't have to say, hey, God, look at me. He's like, I'm already looking. I've been following you around all your life. I've been waiting on you. Are y'all following me? So, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to declare. I'm going to say declare. declare. Say declare. declare. Now let's, let's look at the screen. Look at the screen. And we're going to say this out loud. By the way, when you declare, you, declare is not whisper. You can whisper. Okay. I'm not saying you have to shout. But you want to declare it. It's an enunciation. It's not a suggestion. You are saying this is true. Right. And if you say, well, it's, it's true. 
That's different than, no, this is true. Can I get an amen? amen. It's like when I ask my kids, you want some ice cream? Uh, sure. Oh, no, I'm eating it all. You ain't getting none then. <laughs> you either want it or you, want, or you don't want it. Don't be like, uh, or whatever. It's a Haagen-Dazs. You're you out of your mind. Do you want it or you don't? And I would, we would stop and say, we're not getting it to you. You have to say yes or no. It has to be definitive. You know what the Bible says? God hates lukewarmness. If it don't matter, then God will defer no. You want to marry me? I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I'll pass. <laughs> Okay, so let's, we're going to declare out loud. Everyone on all the campuses, put your booty back in your seat. Sit up straight. Put your booty back in your seat. Yeah, come on, move now. Scooch your back. Come on, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> Take a deep breath in. Say, I know that you are looking for something. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> we're doing this together. We're doing this together, okay. <laughs> Do y'all see, everyone see it on the screen, all the campuses. Do y'all see it on the screen? Say yes. Okay, look at the screen. Don't look at me. I know it's hard, but just look at the screen, okay? I'm on the screen. Okay, we're going to say it out loud. One, two, three. I know that you are looking for faithful people. I believe that you want to show yourself strong on my behalf. I know that I... Yes. 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 Come on now. That's true. You're not making that up. You're not trying to convince God of something. You're agreeing with what he already said. So look in your notes. There's a per, there's a next thing it says to listen to the small, still voice of God. Don't look at me. Look at the notes. Even if you don't have a pen, look down at your paper. I should see the top of bald heads right now. <laughs> and I want you to listen to the small, still voice of God and write in that space if you have what you think God is saying to you based on what you just declared. Next it says, ask. If you heard God say, I've been looking for you. I believe in you. I have power for you. Now with that information, now you can ask. Let's say out loud. Let's say out loud. <laughs> can we come out of quiet mode and get back into linebacker mode? <laughs> we're going to say, we're ready to ask. Can you see it on the screen? Everyone say yes. It's on the screen. One, two, three. Lord. As you look for someone to be strong, consider me. Lord, please don't look past me, God. I want to be faithful today. Lord, please give me your strength. Hey, come on now. I want, I want, I want you to think about what you just said. You said, God, you are looking for someone. That's true. That's not a guess. It's not a desire. It's a fact. Lord, speak to me. I'm listening. Lord, look at me. Look at me. The reason we have our groups is so you can learn to grow in your ability to hear God, to read your Bible, to walk with God in the context of other people. Small groups around our campus. So I want to challenge you to go online and sign up for a small group in your area so you can have accountability, mutual accountability, and be able to grow in your faith with other people. You can't do this just coming Sunday and going home. 
Something's got to happen during the week where you're meeting with other people and being encouraged and people are praying for you. Are y'all following me? Okay, I'm going to say declare. declare. Say listen. listen. Say ask. ask. Last week we talked about listening God's small, still voice. It's going to sound like a whisper in your heart. God's never going to yell at you like I'm yelling at you because if he yelled at you like I'm yelling at you, you would die. <laughs> Be too loud. So he's got to whisper. Y'all remember that? Okay, number three in your notes. Join the conversation between God and Satan about your level of faithfulness. Oh, yeah. Satan and God. Satan and God. What's going on? Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. It says, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren. Everyone say the accuser of our brethren. Who accused them before God day and night, who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. The accuser of our brethren is the devil. What does that mean? That all day and night the devil's saying to God about you what he said to God about Job. He said to God, God, Job is only serving you because you have blessed him. He is serving you selfishly. And if you take his blessings away, he will curse you to your face. God took his blessings away. Job didn't curse God. He said, if you touch his body, he will curse you to your face. God let Satan touch his body. And, and, and why God did that, that's up to God. can't explain it. It just happened. And then Job never, never, never denied God. And God blessed Job ten times after than he did before. And he, he proved the devil a liar. All day and night, the devil is accusing you before God, saying you are a hypocrite. You only come to church so people can see you. You come to church just so you can get more money so you can spend it on your own desires. By the way, it is completely biblical for God to bless your finances. And you to ask God to bless your finances. It's completely biblical for God to bless you to ask God to bless every area of your life, your relationships, your job, your intelligence, your success in your career. As long as you are asking him to bless you that you may glorify him with the blessings. The problem comes is when you say, God bless me so I can have more than that person, so I can show that person that I'm better than them. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. We're saying, God, please bless me because I want to be a blessing. Are you following what I'm saying? So may God bless you with millions. May God bless you with not, not many wives, but one wife. May God bless you with one guy. May God bless you with nice accommodations and health so you can honor and bless him. And by the way, when hard times fall upon you, may God bless you with the courage to praise him in it. Now, so, so the, devil, the devil is... The devil is constantly accusing you, saying you're a hypocrite, you're lustful, you're prideful, you're arrogant all day long. And the devil is accusing those people over there the same thing or whatever's relevant to them. And he's telling you about the accusations of those people and wanting you to mouth his accusation to God about that person. That's already happening all day long. How many of you, by showing hands, and please be honest, you're in church, and this has happened to me, so I'll admit it to you, it's happened to me. You're in church and you feel like... Raising your hands, kneeling, whatever, and you think a thought comes in your mind, you only want to do that so other people see you. And then you don't do it. Anybody? Look at that. Why is this so prevalent? Because that's what the devil does. The devil will do anything to get you to just stand there like this. Instead of saying, and here's the, here's the, here's, here's the spirit of God. You worry, why are you worried about that? Focus on me. This is God speaking. Let go. And so you walk around worrying about everybody because the devil's trying to mute you. So let's declare some stuff. Let's declare. And we say, oh, oh, let me read this. Sorry. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. The Lord said to Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you. I prayed for you. Satan came to me, Peter, and he said he wanted to sift you. But I prayed for you that your faith would be strong. 
So understand the devil is accusing you day and night. And by the way, if you think about it, you will understand what he's saying about you because you know your own sin. Well, let me say this. My bad. You know some of your sin. The Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You don't even realize how sinful you are. I don't realize how sinful I am. Okay? Amen? Amen. Let's declare. Let's declare. Let's declare. Anyone get their booty back? Take a deep breath in. Let's shout this loud. One, two, three. I know there are negative comments being made about accusations of deceit, pride, lust, and arrogance. I know there's an opportunity of adopting these comments myself. And I know that Satan is a liar and a destroyer. That's his fact. That's his fact. Hey, God, this is what you can pray. By the way, this is, take this home and do this every day. Lord, I know he's saying this. And by the way, Lord, I suspect he's saying this, 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 this. I know probably when I said this yesterday, that was probably wrong. He's probably accusing me of that. This is confession, by the way. I know this is true. But that's not the end of the story. Okay? Now we're going to listen. What did God say? What did the Spirit say? Revelation 2.7. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say. If the devil is accusing you, maybe you want to write down something that God wants you to know about what he's saying so you can confess it to God. What do you think the devil's accusing you of? Take a second, write it down, think about it. We've declared, we've listened, and now we're going to ask. Amen? Let's ask. He, you know he's accused you. You're listening. And by the way, if you can listen all day long for the voice of God, you've got to pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Even when someone is speaking to you in their face, in your face, talking to you, whatever, Lord, speak to me about what's going on right now in this conversation. God can speak to you. He's going to give you a word. He's going to give you a word. He's going to give you a word. And how are you going to know it's his word? Well, one, it's peaceable, it's soft and silent, but then you test it. God's going to say, ask this person about their dad. And you're like, huh, hey, how's your dad? And all of a sudden you hit a nerve. Why? Because God spoke to you. You're going to know by testing. Let's read another. I'll ask on three. Remember, the devil accused you. You listen. The devil's accusing you. He's accusing you. And you listen. And here's based on what you've declared about the truth about the devil accusing you. Here's what you're going to say. One, two, three. I reject the thoughts and fears. Satan that has tried. Tre- Whoa. That's, I know that you love me, believe in me, have great plans for me. Please reveal those to me. Replace my self-criticism with your encouraging, advocating perspective. You can say that 20 different ways. But here's the deal. If the devil is accusing you before God day and night, if a devil, what do you have to say about that? Hey, dear God, he may be right, but can you forgive me? Hey, dear God, can you tell me what he's saying? Hey, dear God, what do I need to know? If God wanted to get you, he don't need a devil to, he don't need a devil to accuse you. He knows what, about your junk. He knows our junk. If he wanted to get us, so he, if he wanted to get us, he would have got us. People think if I give my life to the Lord, I'm, he's going to make me all weird. No, making you weird is what you do. He wants to fix that. <laughs> can I get an amen? Number four. Let's go. Last one. Last one. Number four. Join the, com- ooh, join the conversation that Jesus and the Father are having about you. 
Join the conversation that Jesus and the Father having about you. First John 2, 1. <clears throat> My little children, these things I write to you that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, guess what happens? If you mess up when the devil comes and says, I got them. Look, they lied. Look, I saw him at the strip club. Look, look, he's over there sleeping around. If you sin, guess what? The Bible says you have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. If you remember, we had, a few months ago, we had a throne up here that represented where the Father sits. Then we had a throne next to it representing where Jesus sits. And we talked about being in Christ, that we were actually seated at the right hand of the Father, which the book of the Ephesians tells us, we were seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ. So I'm representing Christ sitting on his throne. Here's the Father sitting next to me, and the Jesus is advocating for us, saying, hey, I know they were at the strip club. I know they hit their wife. But I'm praying for them. We're going to work on it. You're in Christ. God's not going, I'm done with them. It's not happening. The devil's telling you that. And the devil's there saying, look, look, hypocrite, look, hypocrite. And, then, and they got the nerve to come to church with the girl that's cheating on their wife with. By the way, I've heard that two dozen times. That's a real thing. I don't know. Just deal with this right here. <laughs> Jesus saying, I'm working on them, working on them, working on them. Listen, you have an advocate. Let's put it all together. God is searching, the devil is accusing, and Jesus is defending you. God is searching, the devil is beating you down, and Jesus is sticking up for you. God is searching, and the devil is criticizing you, revealing stuff to you, accusing you, and God, Jesus is saying, I got him, I got him, I got him, over and over and over again. This is happening 24-7, and you're walking around, ignorant to it. But if you said, no, I, Lord, I know you're looking at me. I know you're looking for someone to be strong on their behalf. I know you're looking for someone to be faithful. And the devil's going, yeah, yeah, you're not good enough. You don't know enough Bible. You don't go to church. You're such a hypocrite. And Jesus is saying, no, but we can do this. We can do this. You can believe. You can be faithful. You can be blessed. You can be anointed. That's the battle that's going on. And you got to tap into that because God is looking for you. The devil's accusing you. But, the, but Jesus is advocating for you over and over instead of walking around going, I don't know. Because a lot of times we walk around focused on what the devil's saying, and that's it. I'm a loser. I don't have anything. God's not going to bless me. And the father's saying, what are you talking about? I'm searching day and night for you. Jesus is here wearing me out about you. We're not even, we haven't even gotten into the Holy Spirit. We're going to do a whole three, four weeks on the Holy Spirit's activity. Because he's praying for you too. He's stirring you up too. He's searching the deep things of God for you too. He's pouring out the love of God in your heart too. That's a whole other set of things that's going on. And so here you are going, I got to tap into what's happening. If God is looking, I want to be found. If God wants to strengthen, I want to receive strength. If the devil wants to accuse me, I'm going to say, Jesus, are you on my side? Absolutely. Ignore that fool. I got you. And that's how I got to think. Are you following me what I'm saying? So let's, let's declare. Let's declare. I got, I'm spitting on myself right now. That means it's going good. Let's declare, right? On three, let's declare out loud. There's five of them. One, two, three. Even though Satan is accusing me, I also know that Jesus is advocating me. I know that when the Father sees me, he sees Jesus. He sees me as righteous. Jesus, I know that you are. Two more. 
But I believe that you have the righteousness of the Father. I know that the plans God has for me are good to give me a future and a hope. Can I get an amen? Shut it down and listen. What is God saying to you? Write it down. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth looking to show himself strong and anyone who is loyal. All day and night the accuser of the brethren is accusing us before God day and night asking that he may sift us as wheat. But Jesus our advocate who lives to intercede for us is sticking up for us constantly. From the right hand of the Father he is saying our name. Covering us with his righteousness. What do you want to ask for? Let's look at the screen. Father, on three, real loud with power. Replace my self-criticism with your encouraging, advocating perspective. You know what you, you know self-criticism, I'm sorry, you know where self-criticism comes from? It's you parroting, copying, mimicking the voice of the devil. That you will hear things in your head about yourself. You're like, Why am I thinking such horrible things about me? How many of you have ever thought that? How can I think this about myself? And, 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 and by the way, if you love yourself, this is vertical. If you love yourself here and you're constantly criticizing yourself, that's about as good as you can ever love anybody else. Oh! <laughs> the Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself because that's, only, that's as good as it will ever get. If you can at least get to how much you love yourself. You can't love someone better than you love yourself. So if you're critical of yourself, guess what you're going to critical of somebody else. So when you hear people criticizing other people, that's what they're doing to themselves. The Bible says the mouth speaks in the overflow of the heart. That's what's in their heart. Let's read that first one again. Come on now, church. It says replace my self-criticism with your encouraging, advocating perspective. Stop right there. What does that mean? That means you need to hear God in your head. God, you tell me what I'm supposed to think about myself. I love you. You're beautiful, you're redeemed, you're forgiven, your, your name is in heaven. I got your name on a rock, I got a whole name you don't even know. You think your name is Miles, your name is Boomshaka, but I can't tell you that now because you can't handle that. Look at the next one, look at the next one. Say it out loud, say it out loud. Reveal to me the words and prayers you as my advocate make on my behalf that I may pray those same prayers for myself. Lord, I don't need to make up a prayer. You tell me. You tell me. Are you feeling what I'm saying? This is what God wants you to do every single day. Here's why I challenge you, because we're going to take communion in a minute. Take that piece of paper home. Don't throw it out. And sit there, get your spot, and read it. Oh, it's so mechanical. Don't worry about me, mechanics. The Spirit of God will take care of that. And just read it. Add to it. Edit it. This is just a guide for you. A guide. No formula. No formula. Guide. It means just kind of go in that direction. And by the way, because it's, we have to write, it's linear. It's, this doesn't happen linearly. In other words, while you're declaring, you're listening. You know how you talk and listen at the same time. While you're declaring, here's what's going to happen. This happens when I preach every sermon. 
while I'm speaking, there will be times, and it happens every sermon, where I will open my mouth and for you to have words come out, you have to exhale because the air pushes the word out. I will actually exhale not knowing what word is going to come out. It happens every time. And, I will, and then boom, the word will come out. Why? Because I'm listening at the same time I'm speaking and simultaneously the spirit of God is speaking. You don't know because it just happens so seamless. So when you're praying, dear God, I declare, you're going to start to declare something and God's going to steer that declaration. And you're going to be like, oh, snap, where'd that come from? The Holy Ghost. That's when it's happening at the same time. Are you following what I'm saying? But you have to practice. You have to practice. You have to practice. Like anything, you're trying to shoot a basketball, you're at first doing that. And next thing you know, huh, butter. Okay, practice, practice, practice. Are you following what I'm saying? We're going to take communion. Here's the deal. Before you take communion, take the cup out. We are going to declare what Jesus has already done. Here he died for you. He already proved he loves you. He already paid the price for you. If you don't have a cup, uh, raise your hand. The ushers will bring you one. And so what we have to do is that we are going to declare what this is all about. And what that means is that we are going to make sure before you take this that you have Christ as your Savior. Because you, what you don't want to do is declare, Jesus died for my sin. He rose from the dead. He, he was brutally beat for my sin. But I reject it. I want to give you an opportunity to ask Christ to be your Savior. You do not want to take this unless Christ is your Savior. It will backfire on you. Because you are stating that you understand the gospel, but you reject it. Taking communion will not save you. Taking communion will not save you. It will actually condemn you if you reject Christ. So what we want to do is give you an opportunity to ask Jesus to be your Savior. And then after that, you are going to acknowledge the gospel that you have received. So on all the campuses... Online, microsites, just bow your heads and close your eyes. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for dying on the cross for us. In all the campuses, if you believe that Jesus died for your sin and rose from the dead, and you would like to ask him to forgive you of your sin, you would like to surrender your life to him, pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I declare that I believe you love me, that you died and rose from the dead for my sin. I declare that I'm a sinner. I believe my sin is wrong and penalty is death. Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. Fill me with the Spirit of God. I want to be born again. I want to be your child, born of the Spirit of God. Thank you, God. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer, just slip your hand up really high and I can see you in all the campuses. Just slip your hand up really high. God bless you in all the campuses. Just leave great, great. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Take the bread out. This represents the body of Christ. 
It is a reminder to us that Jesus was physically tortured and killed. When we take this, we are acknowledging, we understand how far he went for us and how far he's asking us to go for him. Lord, thank you for the sacrifice you made for us. In Jesus' name, amen. This juice represents the blood that he shed on the cross for us. Lord, we thank you that your blood was sinless. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the forgiveness that you extend to us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask everybody in all the campuses to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you prayed the prayer to ask Christ to be your Savior a few minutes ago and you raised your hand, in a minute we're going to ask you to stand. We want to celebrate you and honor you. If you raise your hand and there's somebody with you, I want to challenge you to grab their hand so they can stand with you to be an encouragement to you. This is the first step of your new life, to walk away from your old life. So eyes closed, heads bowed. If you prayed that prayer to ask Jesus to be your Savior, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand up. Jesus said if you're ashamed of him before man, he'll be ashamed of us before our father. We need to live our life in public. So eyes closed, heads bowed. If you prayed that prayer to ask Jesus to be your savior, on the count of three, I'm just going to ask you to stand up. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. 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 God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you, God. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Now we're going to ask, in a minute we're going to ask all the people who are standing to come down to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up and ushers will bring you down. The rest of us, it's very important you don't walk out. We don't want to lose these people in the shuffle. And I also want to do something with you at the end, so please don't leave. So everybody who's standing up, come out of your altar, out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. Let's give a hand. Come on down. Come on down. Amen. God bless you, brother. Just stay right there. Just face me. There we go. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. She's going to be good. She's going to be good, girl. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right, brother. God bless you. 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 Stay right here. Stay right here. God bless you. God bless you. How about you, sir? God bless you, young lady. God bless you. God bless you. Come forward. Come. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Did I didn't get somebody? Did I get y'all? God bless you. 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 God 
Amen. God's like, I got you. I've been looking for you all my life. I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and he wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. What's up, man? How you doing? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I was in Milwaukee yesterday, and what they told me was the most segregated city in the country. And I was talking to a men's conference. They had 3,000 people, men, in the room, about another 12,000 in a... God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. 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 And another 12,000 online, and my talk was about racial reconciliation. And the pastor there was in a fierce battle with his community about reconciliation and his resistance. So I want to send a video to him from the United Nations. <laughs> yes! 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 Come on, church! Come on, church! Pastor, Pastor, we want to encourage you. We are coming to you from the United Nations of the Rock Church, the Skittles Church. We want to encourage you in your fight for racial reconciliation. God bless you and God bless your congregation. Let's give them a big hand. Amen. Great. Lord, I pray you bless these people. I thank you. I pray you bless them. I pray you encourage them. Lord, you've been looking for them. You have a blessing for them. Lord, I pray all of us next week we will get somebody and bring them. And we will come early before the service starts, being our seat ready to worship. Because the angels are waiting for us. They're going to worship from now until next Sunday. They never stop. Holy, holy, holy. So I pray we can join in even when, uh, tonight, tomorrow. There's a thing called YouTube. It has music. It has worship music, 24 hours a day. It's on your computer. It's on your phone. Worship God. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a right turn, everybody. Let's give them a hand that go this way. Come on now, church. Come on now, church. <laughs> Come on now, church. Come on now, church. Amen. 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 <laughs> Come on, let's give him a big hand. Work those arms. Okay, come on, let's push it. Come on, push it. Come on, push it. Come on, push it. Come on, push it. 
Amen. Come on, one more time. Let's push it. Come on, before they go in that door. Before they go in that door. Come on. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, wow. Feel free to have a seat. And uh, my encouragement, you guys, as Pastor Miles, we're sharing that as, as, as the Lord looks upon us along this church, that he's looking for faithful people, my prayer would be that he would see us. Can I hear amen? Amen, amen. Well, we got a couple of great things right around the corner. We know that Easter is coming up and coming up soon. And, and if, you, if you are a creative and if you're creative, you know what that means. We're looking for people. We're going to put a list up there of the people that we're looking for to help us out with our Easter Sunday. We want to have a great production. And we want to invite you guys to church, right, to help us put this production on. So if you're an actor, a music composer, a seamstress, costume designer, writer, videography, graphic design, uh, hip-hop dancer, um, I'll, be, I'll be overseeing the hip-hop. So come see me. I promoted myself. You can join me too. Don't worry about it. You come too. Uh, but if you're creative, we want this church to put onto production. We'd love for you to text the word creative to the number 52525. The number 52525. It's going to be an exciting, exciting production and something new for us here at The Rock. We have the 16th of February. We've got Floodgate right around the corner. Our day, our night of worship. That if you've, if, you've, if you've never come, you need to come. It's place gets packed out and it's just us worshiping, crying out the Lord, feeling his presence in such a special way. And all campuses are here and, and worship community from, the, from all the rock is here. It's a great day. The following day, we have a worship school as well that everybody's invited to be, to be a part of that as well. So that's coming up the 16th tonight, of course, a Super Bowl Sunday. We're not going to have service here this evening. And for you guys, as you see, the pastoral support team each week come up here. I know that many of you guys are feeling a tug this year from the Lord. I know that many of you guys are hearing me right now going, Pastor Marcus, you know what? I'm feeling some sort of pastoral call. I'm feeling some way the Lord, as I'm hearing these messages, right, to step my game up and to use me in an amazing way this year like never before. But everybody here in front of you at one point was sitting down there and heard that call too. But instead of just staying there, they took the first step to find out more about it. We have Pastor Joyce right here. If you can slip up your hand, Pastor Joyce. She oversees our pastoral support team. Do me a favor. If you want to find out more information about it, because we're about to relaunch it. It used to be a two-year program. But in order to allow more people to participate, we've condensed it to one year this year. So come see Pastor Joyce after service for more information or for a pastoral support team if you need a special prayer for your football team today. Um, may God bless you guys. We'll see you next Sunday.